0: Welcome to The Good, Good Life with Jan Jones. Together we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones.
1: Hello everyone and welcome. Welcome to The Good, Good Life. I am your host, Jan Jones. How are you? How are you doing? I want you to take just a moment and think about all the wonderful things that have happened to you this week. All of the wonderful people that you have had the opportunity to interact with, possibly meet some new ones, spend some time with old friends. Just, ah, just enjoy it right now. We are all about enjoying this good, good life. And I am really walking this journey with you of self-awareness, social awareness, spiritual awareness, and I am loving every minute of it. I get very excited when I know I am going to get to spend some time with you. Yes, you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. And thank you for making my life such a good, good life by listening. Now, who out there is... Awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic. You know I got to ask you that every single week. I want you to claim it. You are. You are awake. You are alert. And thank goodness you're alive. And today, I hope that you are even more enthusiastic than you already are. Because we are talking about discouragement to encouragement ignite your exuberance within. Yes, who's ready to turn that frown upside down? We are going to have some happy, happy faces, I hope. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. (gasps) Hey, did y'all hear the rumor going around about butter? Oh, never mind. I shouldn't spread it. But boom, Yep, I'm here all week, folks. OK, I got a couple more for you. I'm trying to make you laugh. You know, I have to get some of this corniness out of me. And my husband, Jim, is very grateful that I'm getting a little bit of it out with you all so it doesn't all fall on him. OK, here's another one for you. Why do teddy bears never want to eat anything? Because they're always stuffed. Why, I know, you gotta be laughing about that one, why was Cinderella so bad at soccer? Because she kept running away from the ball. (laughs) Okay, one more, one more. What do you call an angry carrot? A veggie. There you go, everyone. There are your laughable moments right there with my corny, corny jokes. Okay. (laughs) I love a good corny joke. I mean, I genuinely think they are hilarious, but um, hopefully you're joining me in on that. Now, I want to get a little serious here for a moment. And, you know, we're going to start out by talking about discouragement. I want to share a real life story with you, but I want us to really dissect what discouragement means and what are some of the consequences of staying discouraged. Because I think we need to acknowledge that. We need to recognize that in order for us to move away from discouragement to encouragement so that we definitely have more exuberance and zest and zeal for life because it is so amazing to be awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic. So here is the story that I want to share with you because As I am talking about this woman, I want you to really think about your own life. And think about how different life circumstances can truly cause a deep sense of discouragement. Maybe even taking us to the point of hopelessness. And I'm here to tell you that hopelessness is no way to live because there truly is always hope. In fact, I've said it before. I'm sure I'll say it again, but I'm gonna say it right now because I just feel moved to say it. Hope is the only emotion that is stronger than fear. Okay, so let me tell you about this woman. Uh, This was a woman that had made some really bad decisions. She had trusted all the wrong people. She had been married multiple times and was actually living with a man that was um, not her spouse. They weren't married. So she was living with someone that she wasn't married to. But because of this, because she had had so many failed marriages. She had really endured and experienced a lot of rejection and not just from her former spouses, but she had really become the object of gossip in this small town that she lived in. She felt very empty inside, just morally, emotionally even physically, I mean, she just felt very depleted and very empty because of some of these bad decisions. Now, this is someone who had repeatedly failed, right? We just heard she had been searching for love and was really discouraged because her marriages failed. They didn't last. So this feeling or these feelings of sorrow and heartbreak and abandonment led her to even give up on the concept or the thought of marriage. So she just settled um, living with a man. She really didn't think that she could ever find that kind of commitment, like a marriage commitment. So she felt like a failure. Now, she also had felt trapped. She thought that these men that she had married loved her. I mean, they promised her love and security and safety with them, but they did not deliver on those promises. She felt so guilty for the past failed marriages. And she was being judged by so many people. And she just didn't know how she would ever escape this situation. This feeling of being trapped in her own past and guilt and really her own lack of self-confidence to even know how to find a good mate in life. So she didn't think anyone would ever truly love her. She then became very isolated. She didn't have any friends because people really didn't want to associate with her because of all the gossip around town. People didn't want to ruin their own reputation by being friends with her or associating with her. Even her church didn't really show her love and support or even try to help her with all of this brokenness that she had in her life. I would say... And as you're listening to this very sad, true story, wouldn't you agree that this was someone that had really spiraled downward into an extreme state of discouragement? I would say that, um, you know, like I said, maybe even this hopelessness, so Let's talk a little bit and I'm going to I'm going to come back to her, but I wanted to really set a real life picture of what discouragement feels like, what we go through, what what circumstances can lead us down a road of discouragement. So let's talk a little bit about it. Discouragement is universal. Everyone has felt discouraged at some point in their life. Discouragement is also recurring. You may overcome it just to face it again. Discouragement is very unpredictable. You never know when it will strike. I mean, just like the woman in the story, she didn't know that she was going to be abandoned or abused or, you know, left heartbroken. So discouragement is unpredictable. But I do want you to know it is temporary. It will pass if you respond to it correctly. Now, you have heard me say this before, and I think this is the perfect show to say it again. Disappointment is inevitable, but discouragement is a choice. I think often we use the words discouragement and disappointment interchangeably, but there is a difference in the two. Disappointments. Are unavoidable when our expectations aren't met we feel disappointed with people or events or circumstances I mean the root of all heartache is expectation think about that because when we have an expectation and it isn't met then we get disappointed we feel hurt we feel sad we feel angry So disappointments, really, we cannot avoid them. But discouragement, and think about what discouragement is. It's a feeling of despair, despondency. It's a choice. We can choose to remain dejected or determined to work through our feelings and overcome them. And this is why... Although discouragement is universal, it's recurring, and it's unpredictable, it can be and should be temporary. So let's think a little bit about the causes of discouragement. And I know this isn't all like happy, happy, joy, joy right now, but I think acknowledgement, really understanding ourselves Taking this moment to think about what is causing some discouragement in your life. I think this is worth really reflecting on. And then I'm going to give you some ways that we can overcome it. So some causes of discouragement. Sometimes this comes from the inability to please other people. And for all of you people pleasers out there, if you come across someone in your professional or your personal life and you can never make them happy, you work so hard, you're busting it all the time. You are really, I mean, just almost killing yourself to please other people, but you just can't seem to satisfy them this can cause you to get discouraged and i'm gonna flip that a little bit are you one of those people who is impossible to satisfy yeah don't answer it out loud you don't have to tell me um but i want you to think i want you to answer that honestly to yourself because if you are one of those people that just can't ever seem to get satisfied by what everyone around you is doing for you, then you could be the root of someone else's discouragement. But I want you to think about how this can really discourage you when you feel that that inability to please other people. Another Uh, cause of discouragement is physical or verbal abuse any kind of abuse that people are living through emotionally mentally I mean physically that you know if you've ever lived through it discouragement is probably putting it very lightly but it is a cause of it another cause could be unanswered prayer Now, I did a show on waiting. And when we have prayers, when we are, you know, crying out to God and it seems like he doesn't hear us, he's not listening to us, where is he? Then we can get really discouraged. But remember that God's timing is often, in fact, I would say it's usually very different from ours Uh, if you go back and listen to my show on waiting you know how we are as people we want it and we want it now but there is a plan and a purpose in our waiting so unanswered prayer can definitely be a cause of discouragement Um, another cause could be a lack of proper recognition so it kind of uh, aligns with people we can't please. What if you have given 110% of yourself and it is really natural to want a little praise, to want a little recognition, for someone to just say thank you for all of that hard work and effort. Maybe even you should get the promotion. But when we don't get these things, when we don't get the recognition, when no one is saying thank you, then this can cause discouragement in us. Another cause would be strong holds in our life. You know, like addictions, no matter what that looks like. There are so many things in this world now that distract us and can really steal our focus and can actually take over our lives and we can get trapped in those addictions. So strongholds in our life can cause discouragement. Financial pressure obviously can cause discouragement. Health problems. I know firsthand, very personally, Um, about serious health problems. And I know I am not the only one. There are many, 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 many people that are dealing with major health problems. But this can really get us discouraged. Adversity of any sort, when bad things happen, we get discouraged. Those feelings of worthlessness, feeling unloved, unappreciated, undervalued, these feelings of worthlessness can cause discouragement in our life. So, here is my question to you What is causing you discouragement? Think about it right now. What, what even prompted you to want to hear this show? you may have some areas of discouragement maybe it's something i already mentioned it could be something completely different but what is causing you discouragement because we need to recognize it so we can do something about it i mean i have things that definitely cause discouragement in my life you know I'll tell you, I get really discouraged when I don't understand why something happened or why someone did what they did that hurt me deeply. That definitely is an area of discouragement for me that I have to watch out for. Um, I get my feelings hurt if I'm not included in the group. if I'm if I'm left out, you know, it doesn't matter what age we are, no one ever wants to be left out. But that can get a little discouraging for me. Um, When I have bad customer service and I have to wait, like go through all the prompts to get to a real person, it took me 10 minutes the other day to deal with a, a situation and I just needed to talk to someone and I got to say, I had to really check my emotional intelligence because when I finally did get to someone, it wasn't their fault that the system took me that long to find them, but I got discouraged. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you something that's really discouraging to me and I'm, I'm giving you my personal examples um, so that you can think about what yours are. I get really discouraged by the corruption of our government. It just seems to really uh, be, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. And of course, my health. You all know if you've been listening and if you're new to the show, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. But I'm a double organ transplant recipient. And with that miracle and that amazing gift of life, there comes a lot of extra Health concerns and health challenges. I'm actually dealing with, um, a pretty major health challenge right now. And praise the Lord, it doesn't have anything to do, um, with my transplant, but you know, new things happen a lot. So there have been some moments in the last few months where I definitely feel a little discouraged with all the tests and all the pain and, you know, just looking for the answers. So anyway, uh, I guess what I'm saying is there's a lot in the world that can discourage us, but don't worry. We're going to go to the sunny side of the street in just a moment because I need you to think about it. But I also want you to consider what has been the consequence of discouragement in your life. If you've stayed there a little too long, if you've been living there currently and you don't know how to get out, of this mindset of discouragement. Think about the consequences that this is causing in your life. First of all, you have divided attention. It's really hard to focus maybe at work when there's discouragement in your personal life or you know, flip that around. If there's discouragement at work, it might be hard to enjoy your personal life. But you have this real divided attention in your mind when you're discouraged. Oftentimes another consequence is you start blaming others. You know, you look at everyone else's faults when you feel a little down in the dumps. You know, you you don't see their strengths, you just see what they do wrong, and you're just you're just basically pointing your finger outwards all the time. Um, anger and depression are definitely a consequence of discouragement alienation estrangement from people i mean if you're constantly negative and complaining because you are perpetually discouraged then you could be pushing people away when you need them most another consequence could be a loss of confidence Another consequence is this negative spirit. Think about, and we're going to talk about how to battle and overcome all of this, but that negative spirit can creep in before you know it. When we complain a lot, when we're focused on the negative, then it actually can make things seem worse sometimes than they actually are, and it will penetrate into your spirit. It will kind of break your spirit a little bit. So you end up with this negative spirit just because of the complaining and the negativity that you're focused on. I mean, Proverbs fifteen four says, the tongue that heals is a tree of life. But a devious tongue breaks the spirit. It's the power of our words. And we're going to talk about the power of our words. So that's just another consequence of discouragement is this negative spirit. I've got two more consequences I want to share with you. Um, Unwise decisions. I mean, Think back to the woman I was sharing with you and the discouragement she felt after failed relationship, failed relationship. Then she just started making probably even worse decisions. So discouragement can really cloud your judgment. And it kind of goes back to that loss of confidence that I just shared. When when our judgment is clouded, then we're not going to make wise decisions. Maybe we think we're just too far gone to even start making good decisions. I mean, this is what the depths of discouragement can do. And then a spiritual drift can begin to happen. Discouragement and depression can cause doubt, and they can make you question God's love for you. And we should never question that he created every single one of us for an incredible purpose and has a plan so all of these consequences of discouragement are any of them resonating with you as i share these which one have you experienced maybe the whole list you've experienced before maybe right now You're you're drifting into one or more of these consequences from discouragement. So I don't know what's really penetrating your heart right now. And I don't know what you're thinking or feeling, but nothing on that list that I just shared leads to exuberance, does it? say, no, Jan, it doesn't. Thank you. Thank you for shouting back. I hear you out there. I'm just kidding. I don't hear you. Um, but we are wanting to get to the exuberance that really is within us. And discouragement is going to do is it's going to steal our joy, plus all the other stuff I just mentioned. There's just so many consequences, negative consequences to staying discouraged. So, this is exactly why I want us to figure out how we can say a bye-bye to discouragement. Oh my gosh, now I have a song in my head. Y'all know that song? Bye-bye-bye. Okay, anyway, we're saying goodbye. Sorry, y'all know songs just pop into my head. We're saying goodbye to discouragement, even when we get disappointed we know that throughout life every expectation that we have is not going to be met and even though we know that sometimes we let ourselves drown in the discouragement of the disappointment so we're going to learn today how we wash all of that away we are not going to stay in discouragement and we're going to learn how to move as quickly as we can to encouragement Yay! Oh, the crowd goes wild okay so that is where we're going to take a little pause i want you to think about all of the things i've shared so far what are some of the causes of your own discouragement What are some of those negative consequences because of it? And when we come back, I mean, you certainly do not want to go anywhere because we are about to explore how we move to encouragement and how we ignite our own exuberance for life so don't go anywhere we will be right back with how to ignite your exuberance with encouragement Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts.
0: Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. Voice America Empowerment.com. Welcome back to the Good Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888 346 9141 That's 888- 3469141 one. Now back to the show with Jan.
1: Welcome back everyone. We are talking about moving from discouragement to encouragement, igniting your exuberance within. So, who's ready to hear how we can have that zest for life, just that genuine and enthusiasm that's contagious to everyone around you. And, you know, a good contagious because uh, we're so excited about this good, good life. And we're not going to let discouragement steal another ounce of our joy. Right. Who's with me? All right. So people, I know you're with me. I know you're with me. People who are exuberant, think about it. I want you to think about people in your life that that might not be a word you've used before, but now that you're thinking about it, you're like, yeah, they are pretty exuberant. They they get excited over sometimes what I would think is silly, but they really do have this enthusiastic approach to life, but they also have that approach to challenges. They keep that positive attitude and they're really ready to embrace new experiences. And that is what I want us all to be able to do. Because if we are living in any of those consequences, those negative results of discouragement, if we're living in any of those spaces then we aren't even looking for new experiences, and we may even miss new opportunity. So I don't want any one of you to miss what could be right in front of you because you let discouragement set in. So I want to give you a few ways that we can have the right response to discouragement because listen i said it earlier disappointments are unavoidable but discouragement is a choice and it doesn't mean what i'm saying today i'm not trying to say that you're not ever going to feel discouraged i mean i kind of had some confession time about things that i can get a little discouraged about but we are going to talk about how we move away from that, all right? So I don't want to pretend that discouragement doesn't exist. So let's get on with this list. Quit babbling, Jan. Let's just get on. Let's let's give the people what they want. They want answers, right? You want some tools. You want some encouragement, and I am here to give it. So the first way that we can have the right response to discouragement, these are defenses that we can work on and create to fight off discouragement when it strikes number one i want you to do what i do start talking to yourself yes start talking to yourself and practice positive self-talk the statements and questions that you use in conversations with yourself make a huge difference in what you do, how you think, and how you feel. You know, I listen, I cannot be the only person that has these really detailed conversations with myself. Please tell me I am not the only one. I want you to start doing it. Start talking to yourself and practice positive self-talk. I mentioned it earlier, the power of our words. We do not want to have that negative spirit creep in. But our words, they either tear down or they build up. And we often think outwardly, you know, what we're saying to other people. And this is very true. But I'm talking about ways you personally can fight off discouragement. And I want you to think about what are you telling yourself are you tearing yourself down or are you building yourself up start talking to yourself with positive self-talk so with that in mind i think it's important to learn how we can control that inner dialogue so that we can fight off discouragement all right So, and a lot of this, this inner dialogue that you have, it really begins with the quality of the questions that you're asking, because the quality of your questions determine the quality of your answers. So, I want you to pay attention to the questions you ask yourself. Good questions equal good decisions. So, for example... Avoid questions like, why am I having such a hard time? Or, why does this always happen to me? Now, I will tell you, we do not want to use these absolute words like always, never, only me. Have y'all ever thought, oh, this only happens to me? We do not want to talk in those terms because those aren't even factual statements. You don't always do something wrong. You're not the only one having a hard time. So don't speak in absolutes and watch out for questions like, why am I having such a hard time? Why does this always happen to me? Instead, ask questions like, okay, what just happened? And what can I take away from this? Resist, fight the urge to ask, why doesn't anybody care? Use questions like, why is that person in so much pain? And what would cause them to take it out on me? Hurting people hurt people. So I say it a lot, get curious, not furious, but don't ask those questions of why doesn't anybody care? You know, why am I having such a hard time? Why does this always happen to me? We've got to change the questions that we're asking ourselves. We want to ask questions that are actually life giving what we do, how we think and how we feel are really dictated to a large degree by the conversations that we have with ourselves. Pay attention to your self-talk. And if you can talk to yourself with positive self-talk, change your questions, it can change your life. All right, so that is... That is strategy number one, defense number one on how you can really move to encouragement. Okay, here's the second thing that I want you to know about finding encouragement. Celebrate often. Most people really only celebrate the big wins and they don't allow themselves to feel that sense of progress until they hit some huge milestone. But when you're waiting to celebrate something really, really big, discouragement can sneak right in the back door of your mind. And this is why it's important to really celebrate small victories. And I'll tell you this, it's hard to stay discouraged when you're constantly searching for something or someone to celebrate. So don't miss moments to celebrate. And this really has a lot to do with your goals. You want to create some bigger main goals in your life. You need to write them down. They need to be plain. Share them with trusted people in your life to make them come to life. I mean, even in scripture, Um, Habakkuk 2.2 says, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that whoever reads it may run with it. So write your goals down, but then break each goal into smaller tasks or milestones focusing on completing like one step at a time which then lead to the bigger goal that you set and celebrate along the way celebrate every time you progress to the next step plan your celebrations when you reach some small milestone it doesn't have to be elaborate it doesn't have to be big but find a way to reward yourself and let me tell you this be on the lookout to celebrate other people hitting some small milestones because when you recognize other people and celebrate them often It actually helps you stay encouraged as well. Goals really should stretch your faith because stretching your faith is how you move your faith. Ephesians 3.20 says we are able to do immeasurably more than we imagined because of God's power that is at work within us. So like the, the sky is the limit with what we're capable of doing, but we've got to celebrate along the way to keep discouragement at bay. Don't neglect celebrating small victories and doing it often. Focus your eye on progress and not perfection. We've got to close that gap between intentions and actions. All right, so there is the second way. Here is the third way that you can choose encouragement, having the right response to discouragement. And this is to practice gratitude. If you all tuned in to the show that I did with Jim, we talked all about gratitude. The seeds of depression have a really hard time taking root in a grateful heart. You need to regularly acknowledge and appreciate the positive in your life. And I know it is there. Sometimes it might be difficult to find, but I know it is there. Cultivating gratitude can shift your focus really from what's not going to well to what is going well in your life. And I have shared some ways that you can practice gratitude, ways like journaling, you know, keeping a gratitude journal writing down a few things every single day that you are grateful for and then really reflecting on that. A gratitude jar, maybe you're not a a journaling, writing type of person, but, you know, just jot down on on a scratch piece of paper what you're grateful for and have a jar that you can pull these little scraps of paper out whenever you feel a little discouraged and you can really see all this great stuff in your life. There's so many ways that you can practice gratitude having gratitude walks where you really are only focused on the good and what you're grateful for as you're out in nature and really showing other people how grateful you are for them because this helps you recognize who in your life you're grateful for. So create a gratitude box or jar for someone else and when you think of things that you really admire and love about them, jot it down and then give that to them as a gift. So lots of ways that you can practice gratitude. Okay, so we've gone through three ways that you can battle discouragement. Here is the fourth way. And by the way, I have five. So we're really coming close to the end. I've got five ways that I'm going through today and I will recap those in just a moment. But number four, You got to have vision. I want you to use your imagination and use visualization. What do you imagine yourself succeeding at in life? And when you see that picture, you feel encouraged. You know, go somewhere quiet. Sit down. Lie down somewhere in a very quiet place, close your eyes and paint that picture of achieving your goals, of nurturing that relationship, of, you know, traveling where you want to travel, whatever it is that you want to achieve, I want you to really paint the picture Because you will not leave where you are until you know where you're going. So have the picture of where you're going. And it goes back to celebrating the small wins along the way. This is the vision and you create the steps to get there. So use visualization. Your dreams, visions and opportunities will always require you to become more than you currently are. Think about it. You're stretching yourself. You're stretching your faith and you're moving your faith to achieve these goals with the strength of the Lord within you. So you have to grow in order to achieve this vision that you've got. Now, I want to go and tell you, there will be some people that are not on board with your vision and, you know, sometimes they can deflate your motivation. They might even feel a little threatened by these goals that you've got. Do not let that derail you. When you hear people say things like, you're in over your head, you know, what are you trying to do? This is so impossible. There is no shame in quitting. Don't let those take root in you. That's not true. The vision that you have for your life and your family's life holds more weight than other people's opinions. I'm going to say it again. Number four here to stay encouraged is to use visualization. And the vision that you have for your life holds way more weight than what other people think about your vision. Okay, we are coming close to the end. Number five on how we respond the right way to discouragement is we reorganize our life. We need to evaluate how we're using our time and our energy and our resources and make sure that you're doing the right things in the right way. Are you scrolling social media for too many hours a day? Could you be using more of your free time to get more physical activity? Are you planning ahead? You need to time block your day, spend time planning. And something that I am working on, I tend to underestimate how long it takes to do something. I want you all to overestimate how long it takes because then you won't get stressed out. You'll allow the proper time to get things done. Um, Stop overextending yourself. In areas where it's not aligning with your goals, nurture those important relationships. Do not isolate yourself like the woman did in the story at the beginning of the show. Get proper rest and declutter and simplify your life. I don't have the time to go into it, but I'm working on some decluttering myself right now because if we're kind of chaotic in our mind, it's only going to make it worse if our home and our workspace is really chaotic and cluttered. So the fifth way that we can go from discouragement to encouragement and really ignite your exuberance is to reorganize your life. (gasps) Okay, so there they are. Five ways you can ignite your exuberance. Start practicing positive self-talk to yourself, celebrate often. Number two, number three, practice gratitude. Number four, use visualization. And number five, reorganize your life. All right. So I want to go back to the woman at the beginning of the story, because I left you thinking that she was really in a pit of discouragement and hopelessness. Remember, she had made a lot of bad decisions. She just felt like a failure. She felt trapped in this state of mind and never thought that anyone would really love her and she was very isolated because no friends were around no support was around and she didn't have help with all of her brokenness so she was really alone in all of this now I don't know if this story sounds familiar but this my friends is the story of the Samaritan woman in the Bible at the well who came face to face with Jesus and didn't realize that she was talking to Jesus. And if you want to read the whole story, you can read it in John 4, 1 through 42. But after meeting Jesus, this woman's life was never the same again. He accepted her just the way she was. He didn't condemn her. He loved her unconditionally. Her hope was restored and she was able to see herself in the way that God sees her and sees you and sees me in a positive light, recognizing her blessings, visualizing a brighter future. And she became one of the most vi- vivacious, enthusiastic women in her small town. She went from completely discouraged and defeated to encouraged and exuberant. And like I said, she was known for this enthusiasm. This woman's whole perspective Change, And this is what we've got to do. We need to look within and answer this question, why am I discouraged? We need to look to God. He is all powerful and he can rescue us from discouragement. We need to look back, not on all the hurtful things, but instead on how God has been faithful and brought us through other discouragement. And we need to look ahead and focus on the bright future and be encouraged by what God has got planned for us. Can we find joy in trials? Yes, we can. Exuberance refers to a state of high spirits and energy and enthusiasm and excitement. And it's really characterized by this display of outward joy and liveliness. And when we have that, then we can genuinely enjoy life. And we can definitely overcome discouragement if you are equipped yourself with the proper response to discouragement, then you will live the life you were made to live. Isn't that amazing news? I am so excited and I just wanna thank you for joining me today on The Good, Good Life. And I know you're gonna go out there and love living and live loving.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.